Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in Real Time. Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And appreciate you joining us, whether you're listening on the radio on 1580 AM here in Los Angeles or the free KBLA app, or, of course, listening to and watching us on YouTube. So joined by Danny Griffin, educator, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker. Danny... I I just wanted to to talk about this situation in Florida with this uh you know it's always something in Florida, right? <laughs> Hilarious. But um this uh this 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 dude Marvin Dunn he um he he's a historian and he was attacked in Rosewood. Rosewood the the race massacre um that Claimed the entire town of black people happened uh, at Rosewood, and uh, in 1923, a mob of 200 white men um, just massacred the community, similar to Tulsa. And so this this historian, Marvin Dunn, black man, was standing there with a group of people, black and white, and talking about creating a peace house to kind of commemorate the massacre in Rosewood. And this white dude comes up in a truck and, and starts yelling yelling the N-word at everybody. He, um, he was unprovoked. He just uh, he drove his truck at them at full speed as if he was going to hit them. Uh, authorities say he was arrested a week later for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and allegedly complained on his way down to the jailhouse i ain't even do nothing y'all doing this over an (laughs) n-word and this is what dunn said to the judge told you we were going to read his statement to you dunn said quote for me my faith requires forgiveness and so i must it requires me to love my neighbor as well but I have more work to do on that. I am not asking my neighbor to love me or even to apologize to us. I only ask that he assures the court that we can live in peace as neighbors. This is something that is confusing to me. Because I, I get that some people are they feel bound by religion to forgive people. But this is an instance where this dude could have killed you and probably wanted to. And you're not even asking for an apology. You're asking for an assurance that he's not that you can live as neighbors in peace, but he just showed you that you can't live as neighbors in peace. And if he doesn't apologize, what makes you think that there's any contrition there? And so... If you want to get involved in this conversation, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. But, Danny, what are your thoughts on this? Because it, it, it seems to me when you have situations like this happen where the, the, the assailant was unprovoked, he saw a group of black people talking and it made him mad. Especially given the backdrop of where this happened in Rosewood been a hundred years exactly since that happened so what do you make of of 
Marvin Dunn, a black historian, trying to get some leniency uh, from the judge for his attacker. And this, his attacker was charged with six hate crimes. Uh, a sentence of 10 years, I think, was initially rec- recommended. And I think the judge ended up giving him, uh, for all six hate crimes, one year plus one day for each hate crime. So about six years. But, Danny, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, you know, my hat goes off to Mr. Dunn. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. He's, I think he's 83. So he grew up in the civil rights era, and he's from an area where there was a tremendous amount of racism, okay, and oppression. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was in tune with his his ancestry and his, you know, his background. So I'm sure he knows a lot more than what he lived, and he respects that. So, and he's and he's highly educated. He's a professor, mm-hmm. and he's a, obviously a devout Christian. So he's trying to make a change. He understands that, you know, his life expectancy. You know, he's at the I mean, fourth quarter. He's eighty two, eighty three. To make a serious difference, he's saying that in order to move forward for generational, right. Uh, his kids, his grandchildren, and Mr. Emmanuel's grandchildren, he's going to do something. Mr. Emmanuel is his attacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to do something totally different to go move forward for people to 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 forgive. Because racism is a serious rock in the road. That's what he said. Racism is a thorn in our side, and racism is something that is not making us progress in terms of humanity, and people could say all they want to, it's been around a thousand years, never is going to stop. Bull crap. It starts with stuff like this. I'm actually, I love this, and I'm going to tell you why. Because of the simple fact that he is getting national attention, he's turning the cheek, they're alive. God blessed him and his son. They didn't get hurt. And obviously, the man hasn't changed. But He's making a change. It's not always about the person that attacked you. It's about how you react to it as an individual because you can make change by your actions to change somebody else from doing the same thing to somebody else. It's not always about Mr. Emmanuel. We don't know how much time he got left on this earth, but it's about his grandkids because when his grandkids get older or somebody in the community that may be non-African-American, they're going to be like, you know what? African-American man and all of his friends could have railroaded this guy. And even the police chief said, I never had many problems with Mr. Emanuel. You know, they wrote letters on his behalf to try to keep him from getting uh, prosecuted for a lot of years. Now, a lot of people going crazy because this is Florida. You know, this is this, all this stuff. But I get it. I get what he's saying because this is not my time. I'm 83. I live this. God has blessed me to get where I am. But I'm going to prevent people in the future from going through this same thing if I can or show them that we can do something different. Because if everybody just railroads people that's that's us that's what's been happening to african-american people for 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 centuries like you know we don't get fair trials we don't get this we don't get that we don't get this we all that so now we got a chance to be in the opposite seat and we doing something different i love it i i actually i actually love it and and i can see myself doing something like this as long as i didn't get hit though because if we get hit it's totally different but i understand what you're saying you know what i mean yeah, I know because yeah. I'm looking at your face. I'll be like, oh, nah, man. Hey, listen, it's, I, o- it's okay nah. to disagree. It's but, okay but, to disagree. but, but this is just me because because of how I was raised, and I knew my great grandmother when she was ninety something, and I and I knew 
the stuff that she told me. And I knew my grandmother. I'm a big historian guy, and I'm really big on people in the past and what they got they done for us to get here. And then, you know, the fam- how I was raised, this is me all day, all day. But you're saying this is how we make changes, but... Some of us, in some areas, and with no, some people. No, right, but you're talking about for to to make progress with the problem of racism in this country. I think... I don't know that there can be progress without accountability. True. And and that's why the judge and that's why the judge gave him this time because he said if other people out there that's thinking about doing the same thing think they can get off, they're going to keep doing it. Now, honestly, 1 year is still like basically nothing and he got 2 year probation. So I he probably should have did a little bit more of that 10, like to me, 5 would have been 3 to 5 would have probably been a little more you know, firm. I think one is kind of almost kind of like a tap on the wrist, and that's probably that Florida stuff going on, right? But at the same time, the thing that really hurt me, but I understand, is when the guy said, I'm going to move, Mr. Emanuel. He said, I have to move because I don't want to live. I don't want to live across the street from a place, a memorial, where thousands of African-American people are going to come. I'm going to move from this area. But so at least he told us who he is. So he he ain't trying to be reformed. But, but that's the thing, though. But Danny. it was about his grandkids. We that's, weren't talking about him. He's not. He's not going to change. We talking about his grandkids, that's the though. Thing, though, Danny. His grandkids I, may I, see the difference, though. Listen, man. If you are if you are someone like like this person who doesn't want to be around black people and is willing to act violently if you see them, then how can how I don't understand where this historian. Mr. Dunn, Marvin Dunn, is coming from with this because it's not like the dude has showed any contrition. He might go somewhere else and do the same thing, this this attacker. His That's gra- why he should have got more years. His his grand his grandkids, you're, you're, you're doing this on behalf of his grandkids, and so they get to have their grandfather. Should they be learning from their grandfather? Should they be <laughs> around, spending time with their grandfathers? I don't, I don't think so. Just because you're related to somebody don't mean that you got to be spending time with them or that they should be in your life. I agree with you. So yeah, I, I just think, man, this, this dude, this dude, thankfully they weren't hurt, but he tried. Yeah, he tried. He and tried. He, yeah, he need more time though. He do. He, I, I think about five years. So uh, let's um, let's go to Mimi, who is calling us from the state of Florida. Oh, wow. What's up, Mimi? Hi, Avi. Hi, Danny. How are y'all? Doing great. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I want to say, Mr. Dunn, I think um, that was that was God. You know, the grace of God. And um, as a Christian, I can say, you know, I I think you can be a Christian and still uh, people have to suffer the consequences of what they've done. Mm-hmm. And a hate crime, is it's serious, it's racist. You know, he could have hurt them, he could have killed them. And so sometimes you have to set the example and say, hey, this person needs to get more than six years to just let somebody else know if I do this, I may get 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think this if you if if this person doesn't pay for this, uh, we our whole history in this country is us being asked to turn the other cheek. You know, it's, it's, it's us, you know, being being forced to live with these and expecting them to change <coughs> when, when, when they're the ones doing something wrong. 
and we're supposed to just let it go. But I just I don't think we can let everything go. No, he he that was it, it's so much stuff going on. He needed more time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the call, Mimi. Appreciate it. especially uh, this happened in your state. So uh, stay safe out there, Mimi. You know, it's a lot. It's always this is just this is just another another Friday for Florida. So yeah. so you you stay safe out there and appreciate you hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank All right. You. Take care. Have a good weekend. So I just I, I mean when 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 we were enslaved in this country and we would suffer attacks like this. And much worse than this, lynchings, obviously, at the hands of white people, and there would be no consequence. They would they would make up some claim that we assaulted a white woman or something, and they would that would be their they would have they would have carte blanche to do whatever they wanted to us, and that's what they did in Rosewood. They they claimed that someone in that community had. Um, assaulted a white woman or harassed a white man or, or 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 something like that and so they burned the town down and killed dozens of black people including children so this is this is especially given that this was at that spot i think it takes it's it's even more significant and and why that dude should have um should have been sentenced to the full 10 years or or more and i i am not someone who believes in you know when I see people hugging their, their family members murderer in the courtroom and saying and crying and saying, I forgive you. That, that's, that's not me, man. That's, that's not me either. And I, I, I just, I can't do it. And I'm not saying that you're, that, you know, people who do that are wrong. I just, I don't, I can't, I can't identify with that. And I don't know, man, I guess, I guess I just, the the fact that, he didn't even want an apology. If you if you want an, I could see maybe, maybe, if you're saying okay, if this if this person apologizes to me, then I will I will accept their apology and I will ask for some leniency on their behalf. But you're saying no, I don't, I don't need an apology. No, I just want you to. Uh, <coughs> I just want you to to not attack me again. <laughs> Let's go to let's go to Daryl here in L.A. Welcome, Daryl. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I mean, I, I, forgiveness don't work against racism. <laughs> right. Bottom line, it don't work. I mean, why? I think that was real selfish for him to mm. give this guy a pass, mm. in spite, of, in lieu of what he's there representing. He's representing. If you're trying to represent the people that were wrongly. Um, you know, that was wrongly accosted in Rosewood. Right. How you going to freaking forget this guy, dude? That doesn't make any sense. Why are you even, and you are intelligent, dude. Right, it, right, it right. Reminds me of that, it reminds me of that dang old guy, brother, both and John's brother. Wanting to get his girl, white girl, a pass, man. For shooting his brother. This dude in his house eating ice cream. Right. He comes in and busts cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the wrong house. Man, look. I, no, forgiveness don't work in racism. It doesn't work. Racism is going to be here long after we've gone. So don't even think that you forgiving this guy going to give anybody any justice. He won't even give you any justice because you'll be your cause if you're giving him a pass. 
Mm. This is what you're supposed to be standing up for. If not for yourself, it's for all the people that's been lynched, hung, beat, and wrongly accused. It's too much. They don't get a pass for that. Man, man, that's so upsetting. <laughs> I hear you, Daryl. I hear you. Hey, Andy, can Don't you pull up that? Sense. Can you pull up that applause that you that you do for Robin's show, man? Because I, I I completely I agree with Daryl wholeheartedly. I feel your frustration, Daryl, um, and and I I agree. You know, and and the, no, go ahead. No, no, no. I I'm right, I'm done. All right, all right. Thanks for the call, Daryl. Appreciate you. Appreciate you hanging out with us, and thanks for calling in. 800-920-1580 is the number to call. 800-920-1580 is the number to call. Uh, we will continue this conversation. We do have a couple more callers on the line, and we will get to you um, straight away after this news, traffic, and sports update. We're going to continue to talk about would you forgive a uh, a racist attacker if they're attacking you? Uh, or if they attacked you and called you the N-word, are you asking the judge to give them less time? We A lot of people got opinions on this. The phone lines are, are, are getting pretty full. So uh, we'll, we'll get right to your call right after this uh, on uh, KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ariva Martin in real time on KBLA Talk 1580. Back on the Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time, Avi Bernard here with you every Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific, joined by Danny Griffin, educator, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker, talking about this incident in Florida in which a, a black historian was assaulted by a white person and the white person drove their car at him full speed. Thankfully, um, nobody was hurt. And that doesn't change the fact that it was a racist attack and you could have been hurt. You could have been killed. And this notion that someone, that someone served, this whole attempted murder versus murder thing is... Is, is interesting to me because if you try to kill someone and you're not successful, um, you get less time than if you kill someone, which on one level it makes sense because you didn't kill anybody, but also you just failed. You just failed at killing someone. And <laughs> But anyway, I, I digress. We're talking about whether you would forgive and not only forgive. This, it's, not, it's a step further than forgiveness, which is why this is remarkable to me. It's not just saying, you know what, I forgive you for what you did. It's saying, not only do I forgive you, but I don't want you to suffer as harsh of a penalty as the law is saying that you should. And this is in our justice system where, where white people don't usually suffer the same consequences. But you're saying, even in light of that, I don't want you to, to suffer as much. And well, interested in what you have to say about this. Fahima, you're on the line. What's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call, Avi, and it's good to see you, Danny. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> good. Good to see you and hear your voice. Well, Avi, I have to respectfully disagree. Um, the, the, the professor didn't say that he wanted to give this person a pass and have them uh, get less time. You know, and I put in the in the chat that hatred and vengeance is like taking poison and expecting someone else to die. Now, if the person apologizes, then you accept their apology. In this instance, the guy had no intention of apologizing, so why would he want his apology? He just wants to live in peace. And forgiveness is not for the perpetrator. It is for you. It is for you because, again, hating 
and vengeance is simply take like taking poison, expecting someone else to die. Um, as Dan had mentioned, um, D- Dr. Dunn is an, a distinguished elder. He's seen a lot of things, and he's at a point in his life where he understands that uh, vengeance and being angry and hatred is not going to serve anything. And I think he's the higher uh, individual here. And I think the reason why he got a, a suspended sentence or a low sentence is because those police officers who were writing letters on his behalf and not the physician of uh, Professor Doug. So so I, I take your point, Fahima, and, and I love that quote about, you know, it's not just uh, hating people, but um, holding grudges is like taking poison and expecting it to affect the other person. But you don't have to hold a grudge. Absolutely. You don't have to hold a grudge. You can just say, oh, you did that? Okay, well, go go serve your time. Go ahead. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you can, you can still get over it. You can still forgive him yourself. He left it up to, he left it up to the courts. He didn't say, he didn't plead for mercy for the guy. He just simply says, said, you know, I don't hold any grudge. I'm not expecting apology. I just want to live in peace. And he is the superior individual in this instance. He's a superior individual, but that doesn't mean he's right. I mean, he's, he is, he, he is asking the judge for mercy. He he may not say, oh, can you give him less time? But he's saying, you know, I, you know, take it easy on him. You know, it's uh, it's it's. I think I don't think so. I mean, Doctor Dunn, if that's what he meant, he is perfectly capable of articulating that. He stated his position, no more, no less. Well, I appreciate the call, Fahima, and it's always okay to disagree on this show. And we appreciate you uh, you hanging out with us and and, and for uh, your perspective. Uh, 800-920-1580 is the number to call. 800-920-1580 is the number to call. I'll read Dr. Dunn's quote for you again, at least the one that was uh, featured in The Root. He said, for me, my faith requires forgiveness, and so I must. It requires me to love my neighbor as well, but I have more work to do on that. I am not asking my neighbor to love me or even to apologize to us. I only ask that he assures the court that we can live in peace as neighbors. Close quote. So why... And we can get into semantics about this, um, Fahima, but if you're, if you are, why do you want to live with neighbors as neighbors, as someone like that? I mean, you're, you're basically saying that we can, we can move forward. And I'm saying if someone calls me the N word and tries to kill me, we ain't moving forward. Well, we, we, we're not, we're not doing a KBLA and when we come forward, we're not doing that. We, we're doing when I go forward with my life and you go in a different direction. Uh, but what's up, Andy? It just kind of reminds me of uh, the Dylan Roof situation. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sitting in the congregation with black folk and, you know, I'm just open arms, not knowing open what arms. he's really about to just go ahead and do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that that's just that's just kind of hard to kind of forgive that situation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, tough. I agree. Uh, Tony is on the line from L.A. Thanks for holding. Tony, where do you come down on this? Yes, I. I look at it like this. This is a white problem. And that's where the root of the problem is, white people. And we've been going through this stuff. We're going to keep going through it. It ain't going to stop. And it's a white problem. And I believe what Mark Lamex, I believe what he said. Martin Luther King, we marched and marched and slapped on the wrist, and we still got this problem. This 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 problem, severe things need to happen to white people. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we need to quit calling each other the N-word ourselves. See, they think it's okay to call us that. 
We need to stand up. And it's a white problem, and white people need to uh, address this problem more serious, the white people that, that are not like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of white people don't feel like that. Right. And, and, but they, we got to get serious about this because this, this ain't going to stop. I'll tell you that until severe things happen. And I agree with everybody that talked. I would forgive him, but I would want him to have severe punishment. Yeah. You know, I said, I can forgive you because, but you ain't, you, you, you know, you got to understand, you can't go around thinking you can just uh, do anything to black people. Right. Now, see, and I'll say one more thing. I don't want to be violent, but it, when, when they were hanging black people down south back in the uh, uh, 20s or when they uh, all the time, if black people would have went back and hung some white boys down there, they the government would have got into it earlier and tried to stop that. Hmm. See, the big things need to happen. Because it, a slap on the uh, uh, turning your cheek, they put a foot in your, your you know what? <laughs> they put a, you know, they put a, you know, they ain't, they ain't going. You said they, they got the uh, beating us with whips. What do you think they care about turning you, us turning the cheek? They don't. Yeah. You know, you know. So that's why I look at it. Yeah. You, you know, I hate that, but I'm hoping. I'm, I'm gonna say this one more thing. I'm hoping that white people, because it's a white problem. Because they're insecurities. Mm. They're afraid for black people to come up and all that. That's that's a mental problem, but it affects us physically, mentally, and everything. They're the cause of this. And they need to direct, they need to address this with their own people. Because one day black people are going to get tired of all this. It's going to be a lot of mess. Mark my words, because these kids, they, if they can kill each other, don't think they won't kill white people. One day they're going to think like that. All right, Tony. We appreciate the call. Thank you for the thank you for uh, for calling. I really appreciate it. And the, the conversation about uh, whether we, or not we should say the M word is, is a conversation for another conversation for another day. But I do understand that that's a that's a that's a topic of, of conversation, and and maybe um, maybe we'll do a show on that. But yeah, I, I have to have to always say that I don't condemn violence. Um, and but I, I do agree that to your point, Tony, about. If if white people were being hung, were being lynched, then that would have changed sooner. That would have stopped sooner. I do agree to, with that on some level that most white people aren't aren't capable of empathy unless they see something happening to themselves. So with them seeing it happening to black people, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a problem to them. But if they if they see it happening to themselves, then they'll they'll take it more seriously. And that's the whole thing with you know missing white woman syndrome, and and, and uh, a lot of the the problems we have are because people can't empathize. So Howard's been holding on the line for for quite a while. Thanks for your patience, Howard. Uh, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, Ali? How you doing, Mr. Griffin? Hey, great conversation, great topic. I'm doing great. Now, um, me personally, in my opinion. I would ask the judge to make an example out of it because if he would have had friends or family in there in the room and, oh, oh, you get five days or whatever, then they're going to think that that's going to happen to them, that, that they can go out there and, and run over somebody or assault somebody, a, a, a African-American, and then, you know, they just go to, to the courtroom and say, hey, judge, give me my five days. Nah, that ain't going to work. So because there's so much hatred out here and examples, examples need to be made. Because we need to root it out, in my opinion. Mm. So once we root that out, then we can move forward. But if you give somebody a slap on the wrist, 
for them violating somebody else's civil rights or whatever, then then it's going to continue. It's going to be a, a continuing cycle, and and then we're going to be talking about it again. So, in my opinion, the judge did a, did a book at him and said, "This is we can't tolerate this in our society. Um, go sit down for twenty years or whatever <laughs> and think about it." Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have a wonderful night. That's my two cents. Yeah, have a wonderful night. Great show. Thank All right. You. All right. You too, Howard. Pre- appreciate you uh, hanging out with us and um, and calling. And really appreciate that. All right. Let's. Always. Um, yes, sir. Um, so I, uh, I I I I agree with most of the callers, man. <laughs> I think. Uh, first of all, I don't want to hog the mic, Danny. If there's anything that that you want to add to anything anyone said. Well. I understand, but sometimes when you know better, you do better. And I was blessed to 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 to, to be in Iowa when I when I when I coached at UConn, and we met a friend of Aaron Thomas, the son of the high school coach that was killed by his own player, mm. and he gave me the book uh, that was written by the son. And 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 so my thing is, I I have never seen an act of forgiveness like this. They have a thirty for thirty for it on ESPN about when the coach was killed and the family the the the, the family that whose son did this all played for the coach. They all went to the same church, live in the same community. So once the son was arrested on murder charges, he's in jail, the, you know, everybody of course was angry at the family. This family went over there, prayed with this family, embraced them. The community embraced them. The son was like, let's pray let's pray for this family. It brought this whole community together. And I met a friend of the high, of the high school coach, uh, son, and now he's the principal at his at his dad's school, and he you know teaches Sunday school where his dad was a deacon. And I'm looking at you know even though they were both Caucasian and this is a smaller community, not 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 as a big urban area, it's it's about the lesson. It's not about the race of the people; it's the heart of the people, because when you have a good heart and you're a good person, you know regardless of your religion, that's the thing that translates. And from this story, a lot of people haven't seen the story. So, like, if you watch the story tonight, Avi, and next time we get on the radio or you text me and we talk, you may have a different perspective. Because I was the same way. But I know the Ed Thomas story. I'm telling you, man. And, I, and I've been to Iowa, and I met those people that was directly around this situation. And they, it was chills in my spine just talking to these people. Because forgiveness is deep. Like, you know what I'm saying? These people lost their dad. The community lost their hero, their high school coach, and they embraced this murderer's family, right? And that's unreal. And we're talking about a guy forgiving a guy for calling him the N-word and missed his son. He's alive. And we can't get over that. And this man no. lost his dad. No. And he embraced the I killer's I family. I can't, I can't get over he it. He embraced the killer's family, man. Family. The Ed Thomas. Family. That's one thing. Embrace their family. Yeah, family doesn't always have to do isn't always responsible for what their family members no, do. No, you understand what I'm saying, though. It's just something to look at. So I encourage the, the audience to look at this Ed Thomas story. It's on ESPN, the, the 30 for 30. I've never seen nothing like it in terms of I'll, forgiveness. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Please and, and, watch this. Please watch but, this. But see, this is the thing, man. Uh, you got police officers writing letters of recommendation for this racist person. No, I get it. Cause, I mean, but, they, just, but that's a systematic thing they got it, going exactly. on in that part of Florida. It, in everywhere. Yeah, in a lot of places. And so that's why... They're already going to be on 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 their side if if you ain't got if you ain't got the melon they're going to be on your side. So That's true. But before we step aside uh, quickly, let's go to Daoud who's calling. Um, appreciate you uh, holding Daoud. What's on your mind? I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Yeah, that's correct. Um, I just wanted to say that 
I think that the judge was too lenient and like him asking for like you know this a life sentence for this guy was a big mistake. To me, you're only giving this guy permission to go out and do the same thing to somebody else. He can get away with it this time, but like you know, hey, no, no, uh, tell him what could happen the next time he tries it because he might succeed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is, like, you know, in my philosophy and my spirituality, there is no, uh, there is no atone. There's no forgiveness without atonement. Okay, you got to do something to make that right. If you want to be forgiven, then you got to atone first. That's the bottom line. All right, well said, Daoud. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. 800-920-1580 is the number to call. 800-920-1580 is the number to call. We will wrap this up uh, when we come forward right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Back on the Friday edition with Avi Bernard here. Uh, Friday edition of Ariva Martin in real time, that is, on KBLA Talk 1580. And I thought we were going to get to some other topics, but we're not because everybody is is blowing the lines up. And we're talking about whether you would forgive someone if they uh, committed a racially motivated attack on you, including calling you the N-word. And and to to Dawood's point, there has to be some atonement when something when something's done wrong. This is this is the issue with, with reparations for me, is that they want us to just forget about it, just just move on. And we're saying, well, we should we should get some 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 restitution for what happened. And and most white people are like, no, but it's it's over. Just get over it. And we can't just get over something. That I think there has to be some kind of atonement in Dawood's Dawood's uh, words. Nikita is calling from Long Beach. Uh, welcome, Nikita. What's on your mind? Hi. Um, I am of the same ilk as Daoud. In fact, we go to the same um, temple in uh, L.A. Hey, all right. Um, it's kind of just crazy that I recognize his voice and that he was there. But I, we are too forgiving of a people. We are always turning the other cheek. And these muscles ain't going to learn because we're too <laughs> forgiving. We're too forgiving. We mm-hmm. can't keep turning the other cheek. Like, no, I'm not hugging someone who's calling me the N-word or who murdered my... No. There had to be some repercussions, and, and there's... I do believe in forgiveness, yeah. yes. But we can't keep... We cannot keep turn, looking the other way, turning the other cheek. We can't, we can't keep doing that. That's yeah. a, a, a big no. Well, thank you so much, Nikita, for the call. I really appreciate that, and thanks for hanging out with All us right. today. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the whole thing about forgiveness... I, I agree. Go ahead and forgive. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't suffer those consequences. I don't think you should be you should be seething and holding in this because that that is bad for you. That is that can that can cause your body stress and physical harm. But I'm not gonna step in. I'm not gonna cry for you if you if you get uh, sentenced to a long prison term. Barbara's calling from Orange County. What's up, Barbara? You are live. Hi, um, Ivy. I've been abused like you wouldn't believe, and I've had to forgive, but there's always that residual. I thought I forgave. Mm. Now, uh, there's been a number of companies that I've worked for, and you walk down the hallway, and some white person or some Asian person uh, crosses over and slams into you, and you know they're doing it on purpose. And and it's gone on for a while. At three different companies, I didn't have to let them know. I'm not the one. So this big white boy at the company that I'm at now kept walking down the hall, and he outweighed me by more than 70 pounds. 
And so one day I'm coming down the hall and I see him coming. I laid into him like a linebacker, shot the hell out of him. He never did it again. They say they say low. Okay. They say in football they say low man wins, Barbara. Just so you know, if you got the leverage, so you know you Malcolm get lower. Said, Malcolm said, "You make that white man take his foot off your neck. He'll hmm. take his foot off your neck." Hmm. Okay. Okay. That's all I have to say. All right, Barbara. I appreciate the call and the perspective. And with the, the callers we got took, a revolution. Callers took it all the way this to the top today. Serious. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. We were going to talk about. Uh, Stephen A. Smith calling. Um, man, that wouldn't work like this. Man. this <laughs> calling. Uh, this is the people want to hear, man, because this happens to everyday people every day when you have mm-hmm. to forgive. And this is a lot of people burden, you know, with this burden and carrying this. Yeah, exactly. You can't carry that. You can hear it in people's voice, oh, man. When, 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 when people don't, when people do wrong to you and, and they don't get any kind of uh, um, repercussion for that, it, it stays with you. Oh, for sure. And, and that's why I think this, this conversation is resonating with people. And like I was just going to say, I know I just want to say because I teased it. I said we were going to talk about, you know, Stephen A. Smith uh, calling uh, Whitlock a, a, a no good bastard or whatever he said. We'll talk about that. Uh, hopefully next time we got we got Dr. Fletcher on the show in, in a couple weeks. Um, but uh, really good conversation. Really appreciate everyone for calling in. Um, I to, to put a, to put a, a fine point on this. If you attack me and call me the N word, you deserve everything that comes to you. And I'm not stepping in. I will hopefully be able to move on myself, whether it requires therapy or anything else, any other form of um, mental mental health um, practices, meditation, all that. But you, you can go ahead and, and sit in that jail cell. Go ahead and hopefully read a book and and encounter encounter some some individuals who help you change your mind about all those racist uh, ideologies you have. Danny Griffin, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us today. Anytime. The Sacred Acre, Ed Thomas story. The Sacred Acre. The Sacred Acre. Yeah, like an acre of land. The Ed Thomas story. And let's see okay. the callers call back in after they let's watch that. <laughs> and I want to hear everybody that just called in today. Call me back in two weeks. Man, that documentary changed nobody's mind, Danny. It might. <laughs> it's gonna, it might be good, but we're not going to change our mind on this one. You want, you you and Fahim we're are the on rev- We're in a revolution. You though, and Fahim so are on drone on this one, brother. But we we still appreciate you. Uh, when we come forward, the Raw Report with Robin Ayers is going to um, is going to provide you with all the latest entertainment news. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. I'm Avi Bernard, and I am gone.